The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed. I'm so happy to be with you here tonight. It's really a very cold, kind of cold, chilly, icky night here in the greater Washington, D.C. area. But I'm hoping that you are warm and cozy with your yourself and your baby and your loved ones as the holiday time is now upon us. Now, with that being said, what I'm wondering is, are you at home or are you maybe traveling? And if so, are you traveling by air? If you're traveling by air, especially in the next few days, not only is it kind of wacky, wacky the usual the way it always is, because everybody seems to travel at holiday time, but also because if you're breastfeeding or if you're nursing, uh, if you're pumping, what you might find is, uh oh, it's air travel. Uh oh. So let's just talk about that a little bit. I'm kind of gathering that. Whether you're a nursing mother or whether you're a businesswoman or anybody else, you're probably choosing air travel for the same reason that other people do. Maybe it's the most time-efficient way to get to where you need to go or where you want to go. (laughs) Or maybe it's actually the only way to get to your destination. I'm thinking of my friend Carolyn who always used to say, Yep, Marie, no problem. I'm going to Hawaii just as soon as they build a bridge. She wanted nothing to do with flying. One thing is for sure, though, we don't choose air travel for fun or for elbow room or for leg room. And I'm hoping you don't choose airlines for glamour, because if it's glamour that you're after, this is not going to work. As Virginia Postrel said, I quote, Airline glamour never promised anything as mundane as elbow room, much less a flat bed, a massage, or an arugula salad. It promised a better world. No one expected airline travel to be comfortable. (laughs) Well, if you're sort of feeling like that better world part beckoned you when you reserved your plane tickets, I hope you didn't seriously expect glamour. Now, maybe you've been with us before. Maybe you know that we've talked about a lot of the problems and discomforts that you might encounter in an air travel situation, whether you're nursing or pumping. Maybe you tuned in earlier this summer to hear Jeremy and Nina Blackman talk about their horrific air travel experience. I believe they were going from JFK to, guess where, Mickey Mouse Land, a place that you'd expect to be pretty kid-friendly, right? 
Or maybe you heard Joan Ortiz from Limerick Incorporated just a few weeks ago. That's uh, L-I-M-E-R-I-C-K-I-N-C dot com. And Joan actually published with a co-author a survey of how user-unfriendly were the top 10 busiest airports for nursing or pumping mothers. So maybe you know that the deep-seated problems of airline travel aren't going to be resolved today or tomorrow if you're traveling before Christmas. So unless you're fortunate enough to travel through a handful of user-friendly airports, I'm thinking like, for instance, Burlington International Airport. Burlington Airport actually has its own Mamava uh, lactation station. But unless you're in that or or one of, I believe, eight other airports in the U.S., the hard fact is you're going to need to stop wishing and start planning like today, like right this minute, and find some ways to deal with what's really a pretty non-glamorous experience. So today, what I'm going to talk with you about are basically tips for making airline travel much more, um, I don't want to say user-friendly, I don't think we can do that in a day or two, but more manageable, shall we say. So what I'd like to do is to help you to get a to-do list and a packing list, and once you get that packing list, I'd like you to pack it in the right places and for the right reasons and take the right things. I want to impress upon you how pumping near the gate meaning it's really going to come down to, in most cases, it's going to be coming down to the nearest ladies' room, which, by the way, they always call the restroom. I don't think it's a restroom. I think it's a hurry-up room, actually. I want to be absolutely sure that we talk to you about the TSA rules and regs, and for that, we lined up someone from TSA, so we got it straight from the horse's mouth, and a little bit about planning how to cope on board And then finally, I'll wrap up with a final session. So as we kind of think about this, I'd like to think about those other shows where I told about the difficulties. And remember that I talked, I think it was last week, about just traveling in general. But this is specific to air travel. And by the way, if you're looking for Uh, those shows that I'm talking about, I do have that listed on my website. I'll give you the website in case you haven't got it memorized yet. It's www.borntobebreastfed.com. So can you think a little bit about how non-glamorous this is? For example, there was a piece that came out in USA Today, uh, actually, Now, I got this out of the, or more precisely, my sister cut it out of the Democrat and Chronicle in Rochester, New York for me. This was published on November 2nd, but they apparently got the data from USA Today because uh, Bill McGee is listed as the author of the article. He is uh, the special for USA Today, and it was a pretty interesting article where they talked about how much smaller the seats have gotten. And actually, what the author did was talk about the seat pitch as well as the seat width. Now, by pitch, what they mean is the distance from 
your seat to the seat in front of you or the seat behind you, whereas width, of course, means wide. Now, I think it's pretty interesting here because the author looked at how, and and he looked at four different airlines, American, Delta, United, and Southwest, likely to be any one of the ones that you might be flying in the next few days. Now, in 1985, and I will take, uh, let me take United. They happen to be right here. Uh, The pitch was 32 to 36 inches. So that was 32 to 36 inches from one point on your seat to the, the point on the person ahead of you or behind you. Well, guess what? Nowadays, it's only 31 to 35. And then, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's 30 to 31. Then, let me look at, again, this is United, but the other ones were similar. The width, he said, was 19 and a half to 20 inches on United in 1985. It is now 17 or 18 inches in the seat. I don't know about you, but I'm trying to imagine getting my own fat hips in that seat with a small child or possibly a pump. This doesn't sound very good. And I I guess I'm trying to impress upon you that the seats keep getting smaller and smaller. So airline travel is not glamorous. I should also impress upon you, and I'd have to go back now and look at the statistics from the Centers for Disease Control, that is the CDC, but honestly, they will tell you how much fatter Americans have gotten since 1980 or so. And I think that they quoted at least twice as many people were obese now as in 1980. So put those facts together and realize that we've got smaller and smaller seats for fatter and fatter Americans. So one of the things that you need to think about is what do you need to wear? And I would start with that because if you know what you're wearing, that's going to better drive how you're going to pack your suitcase. Try using loose-fitting clothing. And make sure that you're wearing a bra where you can have a bra flap that is easy to do and undo if you're thinking that you're going to be nursing the baby or pumping on board. Now, I know that I mentioned this particular product last week, but it's really a good one. Uh, A gal who is on my staff and has nursed four children says that this is her number one favorite thing. It is the Undercover Mama. I believe it's available at Amazon.com, and I think it's available at Walmart, too. It's a little camisole thing that is sort of like an undershirt, which is nice because it keeps your body covered. And then when you flip the bra flaps down, you're still covered, but the front of that little camisole comes down with it. So you might think of something like that. If you don't have that handy, you might be thinking about a a bulky sweater. Uh, You might be thinking about a shawl. I'm big on shawls for any number of reasons. I have to tell you about the bulky sweater story. My husband got his introduction to breastfeeding real early in our marriage. As a matter of fact, we were actually on our honeymoon. 
And as we boarded the plane, you know how oftentimes there are three seats in the row. Okay, so it's a guy and his wife and, oh, by the way, somebody else. Well, the somebody else was a mother with a small child. I estimated the child to be about three months old. And we get on the plane, and the baby is fussing and fussing, and the mother is jiggling him, and she's, you know, cooing to him and bouncing him and talking to him and giving him the pacifier and on and on and on. And quite honestly, none of that is working. And so what happens is, in just a moment, she says, uh, the baby quiets down totally, and my husband says, I wouldn't know what she's doing except that I know. Right. She just put the baby up under that bulky sweater. He was having a meal for himself. And boy, was he quiet. Don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. We'll be right back to talk about some packing tips right after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash donor. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso with Born to be Breastfed on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thanks for joining us. Now, in the first segment, I was talking a little bit about how non-glamorous airline travel is and some of the difficulties that other people have encountered. Uh, We did a whole show on that earlier. So in this segment, what I'd really like to talk with you a little bit about is packing. And I've somewhat separated the idea of packing from making a checklist because in some ways, those things are a little different. I do want to emphasize, however, that packing is key. Now, if you're going on a car trip, it's okay to be a pack rat. You can take everything with you that you ever want because if it's in your car, nobody cares. You've got it with you. You're good to go. Uh, When you do airline travel, it really forces you into packing what you absolutely need and picking the smallest, most lightweight version of what you need in your carry-on bag. So here's the thing. You've really got to think about what you absolutely need, what you could easily replace on a trip, what you could probably replace if you really had to, and any kinds of workarounds. What would you do if none of those things really worked? So here's what I think you should do. First of all, make a list. If you've got a list you can probably figure out what to do with it. So, on the top of your list is what to bring to the airport on the flight. That means it's got to be either on your body or on your personal carry-on. Next thing. Uh, Well, let me fill that out a little bit. Uh. When when you think about what's going in your checked bag, realize that anything that could be critical for you or for your baby should not be in your checked bag. Now, airlines have gotten enormously better, and I mean enormously better since I first started flying probably in the early 70s or so, but they do, do still occasionally either lose your luggage or have your luggage delayed. So if it's critical, it needs to be on your body or packed and carried along. Okay, some ideas for being hands-free. For example, you might want to have some sort of a, a, a front carrier or a back carrier. Some people like the back carriers better because that makes them truly hands-free. But you also want to think about what you've got to have in order to be what I guess I would call visually discreet. Now, make a to-do list before departing. The first thing at the top of the to-do list is shop for anything that needs to get packed that you don't happen to have. We'll talk about that a little later. But call the airline Ask about whether or not they have a place to pump. I would also suggest that you go and look at those links from that show that I did earlier this year because I'm telling you, it's only a small handful of 
airports that truly have a real nursing lounge. Most of those nursing lounges, you'll hear Joan Ortiz tell you, most of those are just a big space in the ladies' room, but not a true lounge the way that they have at, for example, uh, Burlington. I would say also, make time to have a backup plan. All right, sometimes plan A doesn't work out. I would also suggest call your hotel. I usually try to remember to call and reserve my reservation. That's always a good idea. And also, I would suggest that you put that confirmation number somewhere where it's really easy to grab in your purse or whatever is handiest, closest, but you really need to have that. The other thing that you should inquire about when you ask about your confirmation for your hotel room is ask about the possibility of having a refrigerator in your room if you're anticipating that you'll need to be refrigerating your milk. Now, we've talked about milk storage before. I realize that you don't always have to store it, but if you're thinking that you don't have the baby for whatever reason and you do need to store your milk, then Call and ask if you can have a refrigerator. In my experience, sometimes that's for free. Sometimes it is on an as-requested basis. So if they've only got five for the whole, whole hotel and all five of those are in use, then you're out of luck. Sometimes they'll charge you a fee. I personally have never paid more than $5, which if I really wanted the refrigerator, I'm going to cough up the $5. But nonetheless, see if that's something that might be helpful for you and what does it take to get it? Sometimes all it takes is asking. And by the way, I would also say that probably I have more often gotten a refrigerator either because I rented one of those hotel rooms that has a refrigerator in it or because I was uh, a loyal uh, what do they call that? Not a frequent flyer, but a frequent sleeper. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm a diamond member in the Hilton family, so usually if I ask for something, I have to bat my eyelashes a little bit, and then I get it. Uh, look for what's going on with your rental car and see if you can get that the service so that you can avoid doing the paperwork on site. Try to get all of that paperwork done so that you can have whatever that particular rental company calls their quick let off or whatever, where they just give you the keys, you jump in the car, and you're set to go. If you've got a small child, that would be really helpful. Be sure you're good with any documentation you might need. If you're doing, uh, if you're flying abroad, you will need a passport for your child. And by the way, you need to get the passport in person. And if your baby has another legal parent or guardian, that person needs to go with you to the office to get the passport for the baby. And it does take some time. Now, on a domestic flight, actually, a baby doesn't need to have a photo ID, but the airport may ask for proof of age. So bring a copy of the baby's birth certificate to avoid any delays. No, you probably don't really need to have to have it, but it will go better because you'll easily be able to prove your child's age. Uh, now, do the to-do list and make sure that you have these supplies. I've broken the supplies down into pumping and bottle or bag items, cooling, extra clothes, food and utensils, and that excellent one, other. Okay, so for the pump and bottle or bag items, Take all of the accessories. Don't forget your adapter, 
if you're going uh, abroad, make sure that you have a converter. Make sure you have batteries, plenty of them, and that they're new. Don't forget your power cords. Make sure you've got your tubing, membranes, and flanges. Maybe even consider taking an extra accessory kit, and I mean the whole kit. And that might be something that you could just put in your uh, checked luggage because hopefully you've, you've got one with you. So no, you shouldn't have to replace the kit, but in case you do, not a bad idea. Now, for those of you who have one of those little membranes on your pump, and if you have a membrane, you know what I mean. It's about as big as my little pinky fingernail, and I've got pretty small hands. Uh, if so, make sure that you have an extra one and have it with you. If you lose that little membrane that goes to your uh, pump setup, if you've got that kind of a pump, it won't work. So make sure you've got it. Okay, next category, cooling, cleaning, and convenience. I would suggest hand sanitizer, one of those cold gel packs. My husband and I call them blue ice. I think that's probably a trade name, although I'm not sure. But in any event, those are handy. Uh, some people like to have those bags that clean the pump parts with steam in the microwave. If you're planning on cleaning, make sure you have that. I would also suggest that you take water. And by that, I mean water that you can drink. Remember that the water that is uh, coming out of the spigot in the uh, restroom of the airport, uh, of the, the plane itself, I believe that that is not potable water. Now, you certainly could ask the flight attendant for some potable, that is, drinkable water, but she might be busy when you want it. So, bring your own. Remember, you can bring that along after you pass security, and that's how I usually get around it. Uh, and also, perhaps some diaper wipes, and I would also say this leads me right into extra clothes which includes extra diapers. Remember that when the baby is on the pressurized in the, the pressurized cabin, what you may find is that his tummy is a little bit more upset than what you might have anticipated. So I would say take twice as many diapers as what you thought you needed. Take extra clothes for yourself and for your baby, at least a clean shirt. Now, this is not exactly a piece of clothing, but I don't know where else to put it. If you want a, to use a hands-free device to pump, then you better take that with you, put it in your carry-on, take it on the plane. Also, a disposable changing pad. Any of those would be useful. Okay, you also need food, utensils, and that would include, if you've got an older baby, things like jars of baby food, spoon, sippy cups, bottles, nipples. You also might want to use those bags that freeze milk rather than bottles because the bags are so much lighter weight. You might not like them for the rest of the time, but if you're traveling on a plane, that's a cool thing. And anything else that you need related to the feeding in addition to Ziploc bags. Let me tell you, you never can have enough Ziploc bags when you're on a trip. Take it from me. I've been on a lot of trips. Never have enough. Okay, I'm going to continue with your packing when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
what's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto with Born to be Breastfed. Thanks for coming back. On the first, uh, second segment, at least, we were talking about a checklist of things. And I'm going to pick up with talking about some clothing items. This is not exactly a clothing item, but it's something that you might consider. I have uh, one of those travel wallets that hangs on my wrist. I've got one that hangs around my neck. And then there are some that just slide in. Actually, either one of those, you could just slide into a bag. But I do like those because they keep your ticket nice. And I put there also a couple of dollars so that I can quickly grab it for a guy who's... um, uh, carrying my luggage or some such thing. Well, other than my husband, he gets to carry it for free. Uh, but anyway, look at items of clothing. For example, we talked about wearing loose clothing, but have an extra set of clothes for yourself. I would also suggest that this might be a time when you want to bring nursing uh 
pads along. And this would be a good time for me to tell you that New Angel, who has sponsored some of our shows this year, has some really great all cotton disposable nursing pads for $9.99. That's at New Angel, N U A N G E L dot com. So when you think about t- taking the nursing and pumping things, here's what I would suggest. Do you really need to have your, quote, regular pump? Or could you possibly have something else? Now, I will refrain from my preaching about hand expression because you know I always want to preach about how to hand express milk. That is not very realistic when you're sitting in the airplane, and it's not very nice if you are expressing your milk in a public bathroom. However, it's one of those things that you just always should know just in case it's kind of your your plan B, your bailout plan, your workaround plan. Now, uh, how about a lighter weight, what I would call sister version of your usual pump? That might be something if you have a little extra cash that you might want to have rather than your quote big one or good one. You know what I'm talking about here. Some of you do anyway. And what about a very simple pump that doesn't have a motor? Now, my favorite is a cylinder pump. Actually, the very best one in the whole world I can't find anymore. Um, but those cylinder pumps, they're they are like a one cylinder fits inside of the other. And I know that Amita puts out one. They're very lightweight. They might not be something that you might want to use four or five times a day. But if you're using it four or five times a year, you might think it's a very cool thing and a whole lot easier to lug around with you than uh, a pump that requires a battery. It will fit right into the side of your laptop case, and that's a possibility for you. All right, so what about the pump bag and accessories, et cetera, et cetera? Well, first of all, you're going to need to pull the pump out of its bag when you go through security. So plan ahead. Uh, You can probably stuff the bag Uh, excuse me, the pump into a bigger bag. I would just skip the pumping bag, the the bag that that came with the pump in the first place, and I would get a bigger bag so that I could put a whole bunch of stuff in there. Uh, Again, and, and be prepared to pull it out at security. Extra pump parts for the pump, extra batteries, converters. We talked about those uh, using bags instead of bottles. I also mentioned the freezer gel packs. Uh, Water, remember, you are going to be thirsty. But if you have water, partly because everybody's thirsty on the plane, but a nursing mother, if you're one of those that when you have a letdown, you feel thirst, it would be really nice to have your own water. Now, you can have one of those dandy little water bottles that you can fill up when you get on the other side of the security, or you can buy water when you're at the bank. The, I started to say the bank. No, uh, buy water when you're at the gate. Any of those would be acceptable, but I would suggest that you have this because, remember, you might want to rinse something out like your pump parts if you're having to pump on the plane. Notice that I didn't give a whole lot of tips for pumping on the plane. I have yet to find anybody who has done that in a comfortable, successful manner. If you have done so, please let me know. I would love to hear you hear about it. Drop me a email at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I will repeat that. 
It's Born to be Breastfed. Ra- excuse me. It's <laughs> radio at borntobebreastfed.com. So if you have to pump on the plane, the only suggestion that I would have for you that's even halfway decent is to use one of those hands-free devices. But some people don't like using those even under the best of circumstances, and you might not like using them at all. So that then takes me to the whole bit about waiting at the gate. Most certainly, if you possibly can, use this time at the gate to do a last-minute nursing if you have the baby with you or to do a last-minute pumping if you don't have the baby with you. Now, let me clarify what I mean when I say at the gate. I don't mean like at the gate. I mean the restroom nearest to the gate. Again, I never can figure out why they call that, especially in an airport, a restroom. It's where I see people hurrying. I would call it the hurry-up room. So, if you look on my blog today, you will see that I've got at least three links to at least three ugly stories of women who have been hassled when they have gone to uh, the security. So, in an attempt to get through this, we went right to the TSA and asked the representative if she would give us the absolutely up-to-the-minute guidelines, which she did. She declined coming on the show, but she said that we could, uh, she says, below is detailed information that you can share with your listeners. I am going to quote her verbatim from the TSA. Breast milk, juice, and formula for infants or toddlers are permitted to be brought on board the aircraft. As with other medically necessary liquids, travelers must tell the TSA officer at the beginning of the screening process that they wish to bring breast milk, formula, or juice in excess of 3.4 ounces in their carry-on bag. These liquids are typically screened by x-ray and formula, breast milk, and juice in excess of 3.4 ounces will receive additional screening. As you are aware, liquids in carry-on baggage are ordinarily limited by the 3-1-1 rule, which allows travelers to bring one one quart-sized clear zip-top bag containing liquids no larger than 3.4 ounces. However, travelers flying with or without a child, get that, with or without, may bring medically necessary liquids such as breast milk, juice, or formula in quantities greater than 3.4 ounces in their carry-on baggage. The breast milk, juice, and or formula need not fit into the quart size bag. Travelers are encouraged to travel with only as much breast milk, formula, and juice needed to reach their destination. Ice packs and other accessories required to cool formula, breast milk, and juice are also permitted through the screening checkpoint and are not bound by the 3-1-1 requirements. Travelers are also allowed to bring gel or liquid-filled teethers, canned, jarred, or processed baby food in carry-on baggage and aboard the plane. These items may be subject to additional screening. 
the next section is on declaring formula breast milk and juice. I quote, Breast milk formula and juice in excess of 3.4 ounces or accessories required to transport the liquid on a flight must be declared to the TSA officer at the beginning of the screening process. If a traveler does not want breast milk formula or juice to be x-rayed or opened, the traveler must inform the officer before screening begins. Next section is on screening formula, breast milk, and juice. I quote, Breast milk, formula, and juice for infants or toddlers are screened in the same manner as medically necessary liquids. Officers may test liquids for explosive or concealed prohibited items. If officers are unable to use x-rays to clear these items, they may ask for the container to be opened, and they may also ask the traveler to transfer to a separate container or dispose of a small quantity of liquid, if feasible. TSA suggests traveling with an empty container to avoid filling the container to the top. If the breast milk, formula, and juice cannot be x-rayed or opened, officers may be required to take additional steps to clear the liquid as well as conduct additional screening, which may include a pat-down of the traveler and screening of the remainder of the traveler's accessible property. The Food and Drug Administration states that there are no known adverse effects from eating food, drinking beverages, and using medicine that has been screened by x-ray. For more information about x-ray screening, read the safety reports for x-ray screening. When traveling with an infant or toddler, please keep these important tips in mind. Number one. Separate breast milk, formula, and juice from 311 liquids, gels, and aerosols. Two, declare any 311 items to transport security officers as you prepare for x ray screening. And number three, present these items for additional inspection once reaching the x ray. As for a traveler with a breast pump, the pump will need to be removed from its carrying case and screened through the checkpoint x-ray machine. Okay, then they gave me more information on how to contact them, and I can post that on my website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. 
Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that, too, through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfed. And just before we went to break, I was giving you that rather long narrative that we got from the TSA. I felt like it's a little bit boring to have someone read to you, but I also felt that I could not accurately represent what they say unless I gave it to you verbatim as they say it. And I want you to notice that there were several things there that have some strong implications and some things that were a little flaky as to exactly how it would be handled. So be prepared for those things. And by the way, one of the things that you should do is make a um, copy. You can go on their site, and what they said on their site is either very close to what I just read you or possibly a little, I'm I'm not sure that it was exactly the same because uh, we just contacted the TSA representative last week, and she specifically wrote it out. So I would say to you, however, make sure that when you travel, you have the latest update printed because remember that the guy who is working security today might have just gotten hired yesterday, and he might not know all of those ins and outs of how mother's milk is in the same category with um, basically needed medicines, which, by the way, they always call it breast milk. I never call it breast milk, but anyway, you know what I mean. 
Okay, so once you get past the gate, you know that uh, you're going to find, or once you get past security, you're going to find yourself waiting at the gate. And as I said, uh, that last minute attempt to remove milk from your breasts, whether it is with the baby or whether it is with the pump, that is what you need to sort of get focused on. Now, if you're nursing your baby, that's fairly simple. Offer, most kids will take it. However, if you're pumping and your baby isn't with you, I would still say try to express your milk while you're still on the ground because it's a whole lot easier than when you get in the air. Uh, There are relatively few airports that have a great place, but many of them do have a place and uh, you should make sure that you know what that is, where it is, how to find it, etc. I would also suggest that you call ahead or maybe uh, get somebody to scope it out for you ahead of time to make sure that there's actually an electrical outlet nearby. Otherwise, you're going to be using your batteries or, see, this is a great place to take one of those pumps that doesn't have a motor in it, okay? Uh, but, If you really strike out, remember that you can ask some questions. You might need to be a little forward, but that's okay. I'm aware of one woman who ended up uh, pumping her milk in a chapel. Another one, apparently there was a conference room of some sort where she uh, was able to pump. I wouldn't hesitate to ask the head of the airport, whoever he was, if I could use his office. I'm a little forward. That might not work for you. But someplace there is a a spot. Now, if you are a frequent flyer, you might be entitled to use, well, you're not really. I've never been uh, entitled to use um, the, uh, the concierge lounge or whatever they call it. However, if you call ahead and if you really put forth, this is my case, this is what I need, I'm aware of one woman where they said, yes, she could use the concierge lounge, but it would cost her $50. She made a lot of money and uh, she didn't care. The $50 was like really simple for her because that was a whole lot better for her than pumping on the plane. Other people have been told, yeah, it's $50, but... If this is really what you need, we'll just accommodate you for the time. And the person ends up not paying them the $50. So I would say uh, it's worth asking about. It might be worth paying the $50. But it definitely, this is a case where nothing ventured, nothing gained. Again, one of those cover-up tops to be discreet would be, (laughs) if ever there was a time for it, folks, this is the time. So, what about when you actually get in the air? Well, there are a couple of things. First of all, if you ha- let's say you have the baby with you, I would suggest that you really offer to be uh, to let the baby nurse when th- there is takeoff and when there is landing. This really helps their ears. They'll they'll get that feeling of fullness, and you know yourself how you will usually swallow when you have that discomfort in your ears. Well, guess what? If the baby is nursing, and I'm presuming now that you've got a baby small enough to actually sit on your lap, then uh, that will help his ears and he'll feel better and become a little less fussy. Um, If you find that you really need to buzz to that little thing that they call the ladies' room, uh, it's really no bigger than a toilet 
and uh, sink and, you know, you feel pretty claustrophobic in there, you might need to ask the flight attendant if she would hold the baby for a few minutes. And most of them are only too happy to do that. Honestly, I have flown a lot and I've asked attendants for a lot of special little doodaddy favors. And usually anything that they can do to make you more comfortable, they are willing to do. So don't hesitate to ask. So the other thing that you need is when you are deplaning, Consider, unless you really need to get off the plane really quick, one of the things that you really might want to look for is, can you just get off the plane last? It would be a whole lot easier. And if you needed to store something overhead, there's almost always some tall, strong man who will help you if you're traveling alone. Uh, I have enough gray hair so that usually some cute young guy offers to help me. But, you know, honestly, sometimes... If you need something, you just need to ask. There is no shame in asking. So then I have basically 10, no, excuse me, I'm having trouble counting tonight. Seven top tips for you, which are, number one, skip the clamor for glamour. This is not a glamorous experience. Deal with what there is. Number two, make a to-do list and a to-pack list. Number three, packing is key, so do it right. Number four, pump or nurse near the gate. Number five, know the TSA rules and regs for your milk and more. Number six, plan for how to cope on board. And number seven, stay focused. By definition, airline travel means that you're in the air, you're hundreds of or thousands of miles from your own creature comforts, and you're out of your usual routine. If you have the baby or other children with you, you need many more than two hands. If you don't have the baby or children with you, you may already feel like something important has been ripped away from you. But stay focused. You'll be home soon. Breastfeeding is important to you and to the baby, and you can do this. Just Stay focused. As usual, these minutes always go by way too fast. And so I would just like to thank you for being with me today. I would like to wish you a very happy holiday season. And I'd like to invite you all to come back next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up. And if you're a professional, you'll want to visit my professional website, that is breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm your source for evidence-based practice on the web and sometimes in your city. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great holiday season. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. 